Hey, it's Adam from Next Level Radio. This is my interview with Will Eubank, the director of The Signal, which is a new sci-fi thriller that will be releasing in theaters June 13th. The interview took place on Friday, May 16th, when Will was in the Philadelphia area. Unfortunately, we couldn't do an in-studio interview, but I was able to get a few minutes with him on the phone. We did have to hold the interview for a few weeks until it got a little bit closer to the movie's release, but here it is for you. Will was a pleasure to talk to. It was great to get some insight into the film, which I actually had the opportunity to watch, and I definitely recommend you check it out. You can follow Will on Instagram and Twitter at SuperSwift. You can tweet about the movie using the hashtag the signal or hashtag are you agitated that's the letter r the letter u and agitated you can also listen to myself and my co-host ben on the next level showcast every sunday at 6 p.m eastern time on next level radio follow us on facebook facebook.com backslash next level radio online twitter is at nxt level radio subscribe to us on youtube and itunes just search for next level radio thanks for checking out the interview hope you enjoy it and go to nextlevelradioonline.com for more interviews and shows good morning good afternoon good evening whatever it is wherever you're listening to us thanks for tuning in to next level radio i'm adam gory and i'm here with a special guest his new film, The Signal, opens in theaters June 13th. Joining me on the Next Level Radio Hotline is the director and co-writer of the film, Will Eubank. Will, how you doing, man? Good, man. Thank you uh, for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on. Now, uh, I had a chance to see the film last night. Very good. Um, and the whole way home, I was kind of racking my brain to try and figure out the best way I could describe it to people without giving anything away, because I, I really do think the less you know, the better uh, about the movie, other than maybe watching the trailer. Maybe you're a little better at it. Could you briefly, uh, just quickly describe um, the film in the least spoiler way possible? Sure, yeah. It's basically a movie about three kids on a road trip who, uh, while traveling through the Southwest, uh, disappear. And when they wake up, they are in some sort of facility, some sort of government facility or something, with all these people in hazmat suits, and they're told that it is believed that they may or may not have had contact with um, somebody or something strange. <laughs> and yeah. uh, at that point, it sort of becomes sort of a sort of mind-bending thriller, sort of a cat and mouse through their minds as to what really happened and what's really going on. Yeah, and there there is this whole, like, throughout pretty much the entire movie, there's this very mysterious element, and it's really cool. It keeps you, uh, it keeps you basically on the edge of your seat, but... Um, you know, Lawrence Fishburne's in the film, and, and as you know, he has such a tremendous presence on screen. But I think the best part about it is that, you know, as good as he is, he didn't overshadow any other any of the other cast, especially uh, Brenton Thwaites. I mean, he did a fantastic job, especially, at, you know, such a young age that he is. And now, this being just your second feature, um, your first being Love, how are you able to secure such a great cast, especially with someone, you know, with as an, as extensive of a background as Lawrence Fishburne? Uh, um, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, we, we had a great casting agent, Mary Renew and, and Venus, uh, um, she's a lovely person and, and really helped sort of line up who was going to read and all that kind of thing. Um, and, and really when it came down to choosing people and, you know, there's, there's a lot of great actors out there and a lot of great talent, but, um, you just kind of know who fits for your story. And then on, on, on the level of the kids in terms of, Brenton and Olivia and Bo, 
all of them are doing great things right now, and I could just tell that they had like a lot of charisma, and they were really good people. And I, I could trust that they were the same types of people in their real lives as, as sort of in the story. They're good kids. They could all be friends. They're, they, I could see them easily on a road trip together. Um, the unique thing, I guess, is Brenton is Australian, and, and Olivia is uh, British. <laughs> so <laughs> they had to hide their accents, which I think they did a pretty good job. No, of. they did a great job. Um, but, uh, you know, it's like, that's something you're always stressing about. You're like, all right, everything's perfect, except, <laughs> wait, they're going to have, like, they're going to have to be American. Um, so that was a little tricky, but they, they did such a great job. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think I saw uh, Brenton's actually going to be the up, in the upcoming, uh, I think, Maleficent movie with Disney. So, I mean, they, yeah, all, man. they all have a bright all future. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, so they're all really crushing it. Yeah, definitely. Now, last night... Uh, you did a Q&A at, at the screening that I was able to attend, and, and you had mentioned that you were a Lost fan. And I know you're short on time, so, I mean, I, I could probably spend a half hour just talking to you about Lost, but we'll we'll kind of go a little beyond that. But you, you you had mentioned you put a little bit maybe of an, an homage to the show in the beginning of the film. You know, and, and it's kind of funny because driving home after seeing the film, you know, I, I live about an hour away from where it was screening, so I had a, a lot of time to think. <laughs> uh Driving home, I kind of was asking myself all these questions and coming up with various theories that really makes me want uh, a sequel to happen uh, for the film. Were you specifically going for something like that where people could come up with their own theories or did it just kind of like turn out that way? Yeah, well, I mean, there's sort of the ending and there that that whole thing does what it does. Right. Um, but the sort of the path there and what the why of certain things is, is very left. Um, to interpretation. Yeah, so, exactly. W- what I wanted to do is I wanted to create a movie that, that definitely like satisfied the big question of what is going on and where and, and those kinds of things. But, but at the same time, I wanted the whys to be interpreted uh, so people can sort of find and, and talk about what they want for those things. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I have my own whys, but... <laughs> Um, because of sort of the viewing experience, like some people will just sit there and talk to their friends about like maybe why certain things or, or happened or, you know, how they happened, et cetera. But yeah, I can't I, wait. I'm a big fan of that. You know what I mean? Like sort of the Lynchian sort of, um, and I can't pretend to be David Lynch by any means, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it's fun sometimes to sit there and be thinking for a few days afterwards, like what the heck was that? You yeah, know I, can't, I, mean? I can't wait till it comes out and I can make people go see it so I can talk to them about it a little bit. Cause I mean, yeah, I'll, oh, that's I'll, awesome. I'll admit, I mean like maybe 15 minutes or so before the movie was over, I was like, I, I got to think this movie's probably coming to a close pretty soon. I'm like, where, how are they going to end this? Like, where are they going? And then just all of a sudden the, the ending was, I got to say it was perfect. I, I couldn't have been more pleased with it. <laughs> Um, cool, man. I'm, I'm stoked that you dug it. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, now, your first, I had mentioned your first feature, Love. I'm sure you learned a ton doing that. Um, is there anything you used or did for the signal that you wouldn't have known of or, or maybe thought of doing had you not done Love? Like anything that really helped you out with this one? You know, Love really taught me about sort of the power of just the creative thinking process mm-hmm. like basically because of all the challenges i had to do on, in, in love in terms of like how how to shoot space from your backyard how to pretend <laughs> that is going on you know you're forced uh, you don't have a lot of solutions um or you're forced to think of creative solutions you know right and sometimes those creative solutions are better 
and the solutions, I think, and possibly more sort of impactful. An example is in love. When he's leaving the space station, I didn't have a way to get him out the hatch. And I was like, gosh, how am I going to do this? I don't have any CG to do this, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. We finally did get one little CG shot in there. But what I did is I put a TV screen in front of his mask, played a picture of the Earth on it, and then rolled a garbage can lid across from the TV. <laughs> and so it created sort of like, it looked like a hatch was yeah. opening in his, in his mask. And then I sprayed uh, like keyboard cleaner upside down so it looked like Freon was spraying everywhere. Um, well, I guess I you had a little more room motion. to a little more room to work with in this film, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, this this movie, it's still like you're trying to think of like, okay, how do I get some of these big special effects done for a price? You know, how do we put them in this box and what's a, a creative answer? You know? Yeah, and I so mean... Love taught me how to do that. Yeah, even though, you know, back to the signal, even though it's not, you know, extremely high-budget film, I'm sure it's a little higher than Love, but because I know you had mentioned uh, in the Q&A, not many people probably know this, but you built the, the set pretty much in your backyard. But with the signal, I mean, even though it still probably wasn't a very high budget film, the visual effects were absolutely stunning. I gotta say, uh, whoever you know was in charge of that did a fantastic job. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, Megan Rogers is a terrific production designer. Um, she worked as an art director on Oz, and um, yeah, just a really, really wonderful human being. And um, yeah, we worked together a lot on a lot of different things. And my brother and I did some of the special effects stuff on this in terms of um, like uh, some of the big sort of ground explosions that mm -hmm. you see at one point and yeah. we built these trampoline systems so yeah very cool um, um, now I know you're yeah, fun stuff I know you're running really short on time today so uh, I'm just gonna we real quick before we do uh, end our interviews we like to do what's called a rapid fire it's basically just quick uh, quick answers to get you know to know to know you a little bit better uh, so the sure. first one first one's what was your favorite TV show growing up as a kid uh, favorite TV show was probably Twilight Zone. Okay. <laughs> if you could that's play... That's rapid answer. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. If you could play any role, or a role, I should say, in any movie uh, ever made, which movie would you want to be in? Oh, my gosh. Uh, maybe Blade Runner. Oh, yeah? Did maybe you hear they're Blade making a, a second one and they want Harrison Ford I'm to excited. Be <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty excited. How about uh, your favorite, you know, guilty pleasure music that's kind of embarrassing that you when you're listening to it? I mean... Uh, guilty pleasure. Oh my gosh. Um, when I was little, I used to listen to Anya all the time when I was like a little kid. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's okay if you don't have one now. Maybe now you just listen to, listen to good music. Yeah, yeah. I listen to a lot of Metallica now for some oh, reason. Okay. Like back to Master of Puppets. Oh, nice. Um, last one, and I'll let you go. Who's been the most influential person in your life? Uh, my parents, probably. Awesome. Uh, well, every, I want to make sure everyone uh, goes to see The Signal in theaters June 13th. You can tweet about the movie with the hashtag RUAgitated, and that's the letter R and the letter U, agitated. And follow Will or on... Or The Signal. Or, the, or hashtag The Signal. Hashtag The Signal, yeah, just okay. in case. Okay, <laughs> as a backup. Either one. Yeah. Either one word. <laughs> we'll do both. Um, and make sure you follow Will on Twitter and Instagram, at SuperSwift. Uh, Will, thanks again for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. It was great. All right, well, check us out at nextlevelradioonline.com and make sure you follow us on Twitter at NXT Level Radio. Subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube. Just search for Next Level Radio and listen to the Next Level Showcast every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Thanks again to Will Eubank for joining me. Go check out The Signal and thank you for listening. Catch you later.